like an endless fiery vortex, so are the games of our lives. Charizard just used Fire Spin, and these are the games of our lives. Welcome everybody to the Games of Our Lives podcast. My name is Bill, here with Tony as always, and of course we're going to talk today about the games who made us who we are today. Tony, how you doing, brother? Pretty good, man. Can't complain. How about you? Hey, I'm I am here for it, man. I am ready to talk about maybe one of the games that I've played most of all the games we're going to end up talking about ever. Really? Or at least at least one of the franchises, for sure. For sure, yeah, franchises. Yeah. But wow. I didn't know that. Oh, it's going to be good. Oh, this is going to be real good. Oh yeah, I got lots of thoughts. But before we jump right on into the good good, why don't we talk about the news of the week? We're going to start off a little softball here. Um, kind of huge gaming news. This is going to affect anybody who's a gamer, really, in my opinion. So, Netflix is looking to jump into the gamer-verse. Uh, they want to... So, their numbers have been kind of, like, slowing down a little bit. Their, subscri- their subscriber growth just reported its worst slowdown in eight years. Wow. So I think what they're trying to do is they're going to try to hop over to gaming to really entice a whole new wave of people to come over to their product. I'm not sure like what kind of games that they would do, but I want to say like their focus is going to be mobile-ish games, I want to hmm. say. Hmm. It'll be interesting because if if people could use... I, I, I mean, like, I I guess it's not that new of a concept because game pass exists with microsoft uh are you familiar with game pass mm-hmm. had a good experience with it yeah i i mean i use it for those who don't know game pass is a, a monthly fee that you pay it's uh, a microsoft product and it gives you access to just a ton a ton of games um if you were ever an xbox gold member or playstation plus member you kind of understand what the gist is because you have access to these games that are on a rotating list and if you pay the fee you can download and play any of them as much as you would like uh and i think that's where netflix wants to jump in i do wonder if it's like a little too late for netflix uh given that game pass is already as prevalent as it is i think yes <laughs> I think it's it's too late for him. I'm going to keep it real short and sweet. And it's... Netflix had everything. They were just doing it so right. And I'm not really sure what happened, but... They got... I, I don't know. They just got real bad. And I, I, I'm kind of lying when I say I don't know what happened. It just seems like they got rid of all the the good stuff. You know, I feel like Netflix is the staple. It's like I, I go on the old smart TV, and uh, it's just like Netflix, Hulu, YouTube. Like right now in my head, those are the top three. I open my phone, I go to YouTube. Netflix, I know, I, I had a feeling it was going to go downhill when they got rid of Family Guy. Like Hulu was terrible. Hulu was just like, here, pay for this, otherwise it's bad. Like, And it's still bad. Like you have to watch ads all the time. Netflix was just... Oh, and I was going to say, like, what's with, like, all these streaming services having just the worst user interfaces? (laughs) Like, it is, I don't want to put my face into a blender more 
than when I'm trying to navigate like Netflix or Hulu or Amazon. They're all so slow. <laughs> they all like you gotta type one letter at a time. <laughs> and I want to die. I want to die whenever I'm doing that stuff. Like I, I hate scrolling through these feeds. Uh, Netflix has been particularly terrible lately. Their taste and everything has been awful. That's what it seems like. That's what it seemed like with them for the past like couple years. I want to say. And and they do sometimes like with El Camino came out. It's like all right, that's really good. Like Netflix has certain things. I think they have Narcos too. I love that show. They 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 do have good stuff on there, and I love no commercials, and I love that everyone just shares it, and it's like the easiest accessible thing in the world. But but just put the good shows on there. Like just stop. You know we know you're lying. Like everyone knows that like the top ten is just not. It's just what you're trying to push. You know like for this yeah. It's week. absolutely. Like absolutely not what anybody's actually trying to watch. Yeah, no. Nobody. One. No one wants to watch sexy beasts on Netflix, and if you do, I hope you're doing it ironically. <laughs> God, I, I watched the trailer for that, and I said, "Like, damn, they really, they really did run out of every idea in the book, huh? It's all over." I really. You, you lose. You lose the office, and this is what happens. Office is off of there. That's awful. All the all like the uh, the shows that were on NBC, they're gone. True. They went over to. Well, here's the thing. Every single TV company now is like, we gotta have our own streaming service. Yeah. That yeah. It's... Except, then you gotta think to yourself as a consumer. You're like, um, do I want to pay two hundred dollars a month? in order to stay on top of all of these different streaming services and end up paying the same amount of money that cable is it's like no i i'm just gonna steal it eventually (laughs) i won't apologize for that one like kids uncle bill is a pirate (laughs) (laughs) oh and the, the truth starts to unravel as we're three episodes in everyone um, you think you but, know a guy but 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 let me let me say this what what games are they gonna put on there you know what i mean like they don't even like they're they're a a tv show and movie streaming service that doesn't have i don't know a 20 percent ratio of like good to bad like shows and movies like what what games are they gonna get like oh yeah you could play uh, miss pac-man sonic 2 and like I don't know. Hey, Bejeweled? Maybe Bejeweled. Maybe Minecraft? I don't know. I don't know. They're, I think they're just too late. They're, yeah, Netflix isn't... And just get the good shows back. That's what you're here for. That's why you... It has to be what you're here for, right? That's like what you tried to make as a company. Just put the good shows back and we're fine. We'll all subscribe and, and be happy. And, or- yeah. Or make your original shows good shows. A lot of the times they're they're not. <laughs> there's a few there's a few gems in there. Like you you get I think you should leave. Like that's a and even that show's kinda hit or miss. But yeah, no, just bring back the office. And yeah. everyone will come back. Yeah, and don't lie. Yeah. Keep pulp fiction on there and Scarface and all the cool stuff. And then don't lie and say that your originals are the uh 
the hottest thing of the week. It's like, no, just say, you know, hey, this is what we made if you guys feel like checking it out. If not, here's a, a good list of stuff. Boom. I don't need any royalties for that. That's how Netflix fixes its crisis. If it's even a crisis, well, what are they, you know, two billionaires instead of two and a half? Oh, big deal. Oh, you hate to see it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, F in the chat for, uh, for those poor companies only making... 2.7 billion dollars instead of 2.8 billion dollars it's just you really you might your heart goes out to them you know yeah just uh yeah if everyone could just keep them in your prayers tonight <laughs> well speaking of keeping people in their prayers how about people who want to have a fair competitive game in pokemon unite boom Ugh, still so working on pokemon it. <laughs> Pokemon Unite is uh, a new game that's out on the Nintendo Switch, just launched uh, yesterday, I want to say, at the time of this recording. And it is a, I want to say it's a 5v5 multiplayer online battle area sort of thing. So think kind of like League of Legends, but with Pokemon. And, you know, it's it's got all the quintessential uh, big yikes uh, aspects of new video games. It's got a ton of stuff hidden behind paywalls. It's got, you know, pay-to-win aspects to it. It's microtransaction city, baby. <laughs> but it's got Pikachu's face, so it can't be nefarious, right? Mm, wow. Little I mean... A little shade getting thrown? I mean, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Uh, plus, I don't see Torterra here as like a main pokemon on the roster and that's just a, a dang mistake like you get rotom but where's my boy Torterra? Torterra. come on edelgoss or eldegoss <laughs> come on son nobody cares about that piece of cotton oh wow a lot of hate a lot of shade see this is this is a thing let me let me uh take out my badges real quick and defend what i love so much um <laughs> could be great you know there i mean now you're talking 900 some odd pokemon some just aren't gonna make it unfortunately in a game like this and uh otherwise every game that comes out ever is gonna have to include every pokemon which is just not not easy for them to do i think especially with a game like this and you're trying to keep a roster somewhat small um yeah i'm not even sure if it's small tell you the truth i haven't looked at it at all yet but the i definitely don't like the micro payment and stuff that's awful they i think pokemon goes an exception but if you know we can talk about that i was gonna say something else about this game i don't know could i don't know i i never knock a pokemon game until i you know i even downloaded pokemon smile and i wanted to I don't know, got me to brush my teeth for the first time in a couple weeks. So I was like, alright, yeah, you know, and then the game wasn't that yeah, yeah. good, so I got rid of it. And it's been a, a stinky month. <laughs> well, well, I'm glad now that now that you got Pokemon Smile, you know, you got a, a nice shiny nice shiny smile, and uh, maybe you're not scaring people away. <laughs> maybe. With garlic breath, who knows? <laughs> Unless you wanted that. No, I, yeah, I say to myself anyway, for for the most part, except for the, you know, few close ones in my life. But yeah, the garlic thing, that's like, definitely keeps them away, which is really nice. That's very good. That's very good. Just trying to see what else, uh, what else is going on with this Pokemon Unite. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, there's like a whole uh, gotcha system. So like there are some unlockables hidden behind like random pulls, which just sounds like the worst. <laughs> Think it, 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 it's basically the same concept of like uh, in Pokemon Go, if you were to just like pay for eggs, um. you're like, I, I want to buy eggs, but you don't know what's inside of it, but you could get so-and-so, so you got to buy... Like, you could get a Torterra oh, inside see, that egg. Well, yeah, well, not not to be a snob or anything, but you buy the incubators to hatch the eggs, and the, the eggs you have to get from um, either spinning, you know, a, a photo disc or receiving a gift from a friend if you're looking for a 7K. Um, but basically, you're just buying the eggs. Yeah, more or less, you're buying what's inside the eggs. And most of the time... And I shouldn't say this because I've been getting insane luck in my eggs, and I don't care about eggs at all. But most of the time, <laughs> there's nothing in them. So save your money. But uh, if you have any thoughts on the game, let us know in the YouTube comments or uh, on our Twitter, which is Twitter at Games of Our Pod. And you can talk to, to Tony and I there. Speaking of Pokemon eggs, by the way, I believe there was a big Pokemon Go event happening this past week. You want to tell us about it? Oh, it was great. Oh, it was sick. Um, there's a huge egg, and uh, I saw it on Instagram, and it had a cool Pokemon inside, and I wanted to be there in person, but I didn't know that was actually happening. And um, I love Pokemon Go. I actually didn't really go out on Saturday for Go Fest, which was the basically community day, which is a day basically shiny Pokemon and Pokemon Go, which is something I care about in that game very much. Um, the odds. Normally are about 1 in like 425, maybe like 1 in 450. But on community days, the odds are like 1 in 24 and a half. And in huge oh, events, wow. yeah, it's crazy. They basically like give them away. You just have to play. And because of COVID and everything, they made them like six hours, like once a month. They announced the Pokemon is. They actually just announced Eevee is going to be August's. Um, and it's going to last for two days, which is really cool. And, um,. How much time do we have in this podcast? I'm going to start going off right now. Oh, just go off, baby. Go off. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, the, the odds aren't that good on GoFest, but they are, like, good. They're, like, estimated to be, like, 1 in 50 or something like that. And um, they, they just have a, a... They'll release new shinies and... Just for the event that'll stay shiny after the event but haven't been shiny prior. And it's just a bunch of Pokemon spawning and they have it broken down into like hourly sections where it's like the first hour there's like, you know, um, a tropical kind of, you know, vibe and those are the Pokemon spawning. And then the second hour could be like a desert kind of thing. That's what they did this year, at least. I'm not sure what the areas were, I forget, but... I remember the Pokemon that were spawning during them. And they do that for eight hours. They do four, and then they repeat the four. And you call, get as many Shinies as you can. And there's a bunch of other really good stuff happening, too. It's just, like, the best event of the year. The Kanto event was really good. And the Philadelphia Go Fest, um, or Safari Zone, sorry, makeup event were both really good, too. Um, to my knowledge of playing this game for the past two years. And, um... And then day two was all about raids, which was, I always feel like day two is not as good because the shiny rates are worse, um, at least for this year. And uh, yep. last year, like the, 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 
theme behind Day 2 was, like, fighting Team Rocket a lot, which I'm really just not a big fan of in the game. Like, it's not that cool of a mechanic, but they really, really push it sometimes. So, like, yeah. Day 2 was kind of whack last year, and then Day 2 this year was mostly about raiding, and they give you a bunch of free raid passes, like 20 or so, between remote oh, wow. passes. Oh, wow. Yeah, between remote passes and regular passes, and GoFest is normally $15. This year it was only $5, because it was their fifth anniversary. Yeah, it, it, it was just like... Wait, $5. we're at five years? We're at five years since Pokemon Go came out? We sure are, yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, right? It's crazy. I only play, I've only been playing it for two, but yeah, it's five years old, huh? Wow, that's pretty wild. It's so yeah. funny, because I think I stopped playing Pokemon Go... Right around the same time that you must have picked it up, really? I uh, I, st- I stopped playing right around when uh, Gen three Pokemon were were making their rounds. Huh? Well, Just, I, wow. Yeah, but I was like, I was big like for the first like two generations of uh, Pokemon Go, and this is back when the mechanics were like so basic and. <laughs> Team Rocket didn't even exist and stuff like that. I remember peeling the curtain back a little bit here. Driving. <laughs> so, so like, the uh, the location discs are on, like, a five-minute timer or something like that. Five-minute, ten-minute where you could spin. So, in Milford, there's a, a green. And you could drive. And, like, there's always traffic there, so you're always, like, stopping. I used to go, like, if I were, like, free for a little while, I would drive that loop just spinning the discs to like Mm. max out my pokeballs and stuff like that Mm. because you did like five laps and there were probably like 25 discs per lap wow yeah so and if you were going slow enough you would like hatch some eggs too oh yeah if you keep it under 20 yeah it counts as uh walking which is crazy yeah and the speed limit's like 25 so if you're going 16 miles an hour yeah, the person behind you gets a little bit upset for going slow, but, like, <laughs> listen, these 10Ks are not going to hatch themselves, not in this economy. <laughs> it, you know, I think they they did something kind of cool, because, um, you know, I, I know you are too, but it's so easy to... <sighs> Don't play the game and drive. That's definitely, like, the worst possible thing <laughs> you could do. I think one of the worst things anybody could do, because you're endangering stuff. But, like, the fact that they made the Pokemon Go Plus, like, it's so easy to just hold that in your hand and just click the button when it vibrates. So I think they, like, probably, like, yeah, if we're putting stuff everywhere and people can drive, then, you know, they're probably, their little addicted minds aren't going to be able to not look at their phone. So let's give them a safer alternative. They're like, there's this kid in Connecticut that's just driving around in circles, endangering random pedestrians in Milford. (laughs) let's let's maybe just give him a device he can go boop on instead of instead of having him drive with his face between his legs uh, (laughs) for 40 minutes a day yeah it's crazy because like the game has come so far i think i i think i started playing around like july of 2019 it was uh as elf was in raids and i was like Oh, this game is really cool. I understand now. At first, when it came out, I didn't like it, and now I'm like, oh no, it's uh, wow, it's cool. And then the Azelf ran away from me, and I was like, so that was all pointless. I just did that raid, and I couldn't even catch it, and I got mad, and I stopped playing. And my girlfriend said, months later, 
yeah, we're going out for Mudkip Community Day. And I was like, shiny Mudkips? You get them shiny? I want that. It's like my top 10 favorite Pokemon. And Swampert's top yeah. 10, actually, too. So I started playing. I caught, like, six or seven shiny Mudkip. And after that, it was like... The, everyone said I got in the game at, like, such a good time. Because, like, the gym mechanics, like, introducing different things, like the rocket stuff and the the game is just like at a really good place right now and it really is a, a world changing game it's crazy how good it is they like the battling system i was obsessed with my you could go on my youtube channel right now and see like all these sets me trying to get on the leaderboard and just doing commentary on stuff it's on youtube.com slash the poke rapper pokemon go is great this weekend was fantastic i got 32 shinies on the first day and I got um, wow. Actually, got three shinies and like twenty raids on day two. And I know people that did just as many, if not way more than me, and didn't get any shinies. So I'm I'm always and I got a shiny Snorlax. I got two shiny Mewtwo's, a shiny Kyogre, and a shiny Snorlax. Mewtwo and Kyogre were so high on my list. I had to do. I did like the first Mewtwo raid. I got a shiny first Kyogre raid. I got a shiny. Then I ended up getting another. Wow. One. It was just crazy, crazy, crazy lucky. I was almost thinking That's about insane. making. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's. It's nuts. I'm almost thinking about making a YouTube video of my shiny collection just because of how ridiculously consistently lucky I've been with shinies. And then the next morning I woke up and hatched a shiny Galarian Zigzagoon, which is like my top three or top oh my five god. most wants. Yeah, oh my been, god, that's yeah. insane. It's, yeah, I, and I, I, and I, I freaking love Galarian Zigzagoon. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's like pink instead of black it's like uh, uh, it's so it's so so sick it's either white and pink or black and pink i think it's white pink instead of yeah yeah i think it's white and pink because then i think like it gets like a like a a light blue on top of it like in the later evolutions too which is just sick yeah (laughs) yeah it's definitely not black and pink it's it's white and pink instead of black and white yeah it's, it's insane it's beautiful and i'm the luck one of the luckiest players there is for how much time i put into the game i really believe that i mean it sounds like it with the go fest uh were there any like special pokemon that were like exclusive to the go fest or now and for the next few weeks for like the ultra bonuses that happen after go fest um yeah unknown is a pokemon that they only have spawning during certain times which i don't have shiny and that's that's been on my list for a while no matter how well i do at these events i always uh an unknown always seems to evade me but that's the only one that comes to mind i'm looking at this like weird pikachu right now Mm -hmm. um so so for those who aren't aware uh pokemon go uh often dresses pikachu up in like a ton of different outfits that you could catch him in i don't know what if it's like a punk rock outfit or like he's about to climb the alps with that really furry hood i can't tell what is going on he's got eyebrows for days but there's a wild pikachu that uh pokemon go is pushing i don't know if this is like just from that weekend or what but it seems ridiculous did you see that thing yeah, that that's. I probably should have mentioned something about that, but that's how little I actually care about that. Was the theme <laughs> of Pokemon Go was music? I probably should have started everything we're talking about with that. And you take a path. You either get this Rock Pikachu or this like Pop Star Pikachu, and one is just like very rock and roll and one of them is very like pretty princess like with a dress and they're both super cringy and i don't like either one of them <laughs> but you do it you 
pay five dollars, and then you you get a Pikachu and some other like a Flygon or a Gardevoir with a hat, and then uh you get either a Galarian Zigzagoon or a Galarian Ponytail with the hat. Nothing crazy, and then at the end you get a Meloetta actually because she's a music you know mythical and uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. So the theme was music, and that was cool, but I care so little about all that, honestly. I'm just like, I want shinies. I want shinies on day two as well. Listen, listen. if they weren't playing Route 104 theme from Pokemon Emerald, uh, they were doing music a disservice anyway. Because <laughs> that track's wow. a freaking banger. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, wow. No other music can be played. Listen to that, people of uh, Niantic. Did you know they raised over, or they earned, sorry, they didn't raise. This isn't a fundraiser. <laughs> this is a company uh, whose prime goal is to make money. Uh, they earned over $21 million uh, from GoFest 21. That, wow. Yeah, I, I believe it. This is one of those like mobile games that I feel like, People are, it strikes a really good balance. People are willing to pay for like bonuses. These people who are paying like actually get more or less like what they're asking for. Like it's not, like I feel like you're not getting screwed most of the time when you're paying for because you know what you're buying. Well, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Well, the, you know, the thing is, Pokemon is literally gambling like in so many different <laughs> aspects like i'm every time i click on a pokemon and want it to be shiny that's just my scratching of the lottery ticket that's just me getting that little dopamine rush and being like oh when i hit it's really good like when i hit the shiny when i hit the right nut, you know what i mean like there's just right in in i think you know i think you know and, and i when i was young i i am I feel so fortunate to have gotten all the Pokemon cards that I got, and now that I'm older and I see just how hard they are to find everywhere, like in that Target had to stop selling them at one point, I'm like, what is, the prices online are like drastically different, so they're not doing like a killing reselling them, but like, why are they so highly in demand, and they just want that rush, you just, and you could go on websites and buy the, like, the, the hollows in the pack, you could buy those for less than what the pack costs. I was going, like, I went game hunting yeah. last week, and there were cards that I was like, there's no way that this is, this is like a, a shiny full art. I'm like, this has to be, like, worth more than $2 or $3 that they have it marked at, and I just, like buy it and it's only worth three dollars i'm just like looking up different cards i'm like how is this not worth anything so i don't know what why they're just pokemon players and parents and even like you know people that grew up with it and love it and just like we really have passion for it but we're all so addicted to just gambling in in some sense and i don't like opening packs some people are just searching for that Charizard, that money card, but a lot of times when you pull a good card, there's, it's still not even really worth it. Um, between right. the packs and in the shiny hunting and different things in the games, and there are legit things, and it's a beautiful game, beautiful creation, but like in, in Pokemon Go, yeah, it's just so easy to to just gamble and buy incubators and buy stuff to get, you know, bonuses. To It's not all gambling, but for the most part, it's just... I know a lot of people that I, I just hear stories about how much money certain people spend, and 
I just can't believe it, you know, I'm just like, yeah, if you love it, you know, it's your passion, go collect stamps, you know, go play Pokemon Go, do what you love, but, yeah, I don't know, I, I, I keep track of how much I've spent on it in two years, and it's, you know, what some people might spend in a couple weeks, you know, or months. <laughs> right, right, I, I mean, there was definitely a point in time, uh, during Pokemon Go, in the beginning, where I spent, I probably dropped a total of $50 on the game, from okay. start to finish. Okay. Um, and most of it was purchasing, because uh, uh, in Pokemon Go, I don't know if it's still this way, but you kind of had a hard limit on how many Pokemon you could hold. Yep, you still do. So I wanted more bag space for my Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So that's what I spent most of my money on, was like bag space upgrades. And then uh, when raids first came out, I uh, I bought some extra raid passes because it was like all the rage i don't think there's anything wrong with that you know but like the game wasn't very complicated like there wasn't a lot else to the game other like the whole like thing with the game then and i don't even think there were shiny pokemon when i was playing it where it's just it was straight up just these these are the the pokemon go go and catch them and i remember like looking up like maps on where like specific spawn points were for pokemon i don't know if that's still a thing or if it's much more varied now. Now it's it's almost seasonal and it is varied. Yeah, you know the game has seen so many different times. I think like back then it was so basic, but it was it was just a different game. You had to go real deep yeah. to, and you could like go on websites of like you know all oh, Pokemon Tracker or something just spawned over here. Like you can't do that anymore i don't think you can do that i think some people spoof and can find where any pokemon is at a moment's notice and just like get there i think but i'm pretty sure i don't know actually if you can or not i, I would say you can't but then i'm like yeah i feel like some people can but then it'd be too broken but but now the game is just like much there's so much more implemented into the game and uh but they cut back on on other things as well they're finding like a good balance i think I think that's what I was going to say about all that. I'm kind of losing my train of thought, thinking about if people could actually do that or not. It definitely was a big thing when the game first came out, because Pokemon, certain Pokemon were just, like, so rare, and, walk like, the, the Pokemon world was not very populated. Yeah. So, like, you had to, like, do a little bit of foot traffic in order to, like, find certain Pokemon. Yeah. And there were areas where there were just more better Pokemon that people would hang out. Like, uh, when the game started, it was, like, West Haven Beach. Tons of people went there. They still do. And that, like, I remember summer, it was summer 16. Damn, it is five years. You're right. Summer 16. (laughs) uh, I went right at the beginning of the launch window. It was, like, the first or second week it came out. I went with our friend Matt. And there must have been 400 people. On that boardwalk area, just playing Pokemon, just walking up and down, trying to, like, call out, like, these rare Pokemon finds. Like, th- straight up, someone was like, there's a Charizard over here! And, like, you saw a wave of people just running over. Like, that was no <laughs> joke. I felt so bad for the families just trying to enjoy their time at the beach. <laughs> yeah, as a non-Pokemon player, they had it very rough. And I remember going there a couple times back then when i didn't play and i was like this yeah. is dumb like like someone let me use their phone and i was like now what and she's like that's it you caught it and i'm just like all right but 
now what? You know, it was just like there was so little in the game, but it was so hype. And now it's the beach is still the best place to play in Connecticut. There are still hundreds oh, of people so that funny. go there. Yeah, and, and, you know, that's where I go, you know, sometimes during big events. Um, I'm just like, yeah, this is nuts. And I, I don't know. Yeah, but the game, there's so much. I mean, now... I don't know, yeah, it's just evolved so much, like, now, like, there's a Charmander Community Day, so now, like, everyone has a shiny Charizard, I have, like, pages of <laughs> shiny Charizards, you know, but, like, back then, just getting a regular Charizard was insane, like, I've caught a yeah. wild Dragonite, you know, back then, people would, like, trampled each other just to get a Dragonite. Yeah, they straight, they straight up would, they straight up would just trample somebody just for, yeah, for a Dragon, oh my god, that, that's insane. And yeah. then you know what I did? You know what I did? I, I ruined my Pokemon Go account. Did you? Be because Pokemon Let's Go, uh, oh, no. Eevee and Pikachu, <laughs> I transferred all of my good Pokemon to Let's Go, which was the biggest mistake I could have ever made. Yeah, well, who would have thought, you know, that not being able to transfer them back is horrendous. And also, that game just, I absolutely love those games, but then they're just that's not a game you're gonna play consistently it's nothing like pokemon go where it's like an everyday right. multiple time a day game you know or multiple times a day rather but it's yeah now like i played that game for like a week picked it up again for a couple days and i was like that was fantastic never gonna play it again all those good pokemon they're trapped in there forever yep yep all those good pokemon i transferred in i was like oh no i may have some incredible starter pokemon here uh oops and also like a, a mel metal for whatever reason they let you transfer him in mm -hmm. and uh now i'm like um i still just used my eevee from the game to sweep the whole game so <laughs> so that was useless good looks you tell me what you need and i'll i'll take care of you if you ever start playing again Ooh, maybe i will maybe i will start playing uh pokemon go again we'll see any other uh, any final words on uh, Pokemon Go or the the Go Fest 21 uh, that you wanted to drop before we moved on? Nope, I think I've done quite enough of the uh, proverbial ass kissing of a of mobile phone game for one episode. We're 40 minutes in. We we didn't even. This is an episode about Pokemon Go. <laughs> this isn't in Netflix. <laughs> this isn't about what we're supposed to talk about. Listen, sometimes the news can take you to wild places. That's right. That's right. But uh, but we are actually... You know, it's it's good that we were talking about Pokemon Go, though, because we're going to keep the main theme of the episode intact here. We're talking this week about the Pokemon Stadium games. Ah! <laughs> the Pokemon Stadium games, they are a spinoff of the Pokemon franchise. They are games that at least... When they first came out, I guess they'd be a little bit less relevant nowadays to be released. But they were the first games that really brought Pokemon from the handheld to the home console. At its time, like it was absolutely incredible. So I think I think we should just start with the granddaddy of them all. And I mean, to this day, some people still call this their favorite in the franchise. And that's Pokemon Stadium. I mean iconic right oh pokemon oh, yeah pokemon stadium came out for the nintendo 64 here in america in the year 2000 and what it did is it allowed you to play pokemon battles in 3d it allowed you to 
plug your Game Boy Color Pokemon games. So if you had Pokemon red, blue, or yellow, you could connect it to the N64 controller via the N64 transfer pack. And you could either fight battles with your Pokemon in the game, or you could even play the game. There was an emulator built into Pokemon Stadium, and you could play Pokemon Red, Blue, or Yellow on the big screen, which was also absolutely insane. Insane. And the other thing that was cool about it was there were things that you could do in Pokemon Stadium that would get you special Pokemon in, I want to say, Pokemon Yellow, where you could get a Surfing Pikachu. Yeah. Which was an exclusive Pikachu that could learn the move Surf, which at the time was, like, absolutely (laughs) mind-blowing. This game was really cool because it gave you not only, like, a whole bunch of different trainer battles to fight with, um, but their trainer battles had much better AI than uh, in the regular Pokemon games, in my opinion. Also had one of the most incredible things, which was the Pokemon minigame mini Mini games! I feel like there's two types of people when it comes to Pokemon Stadium, and it's the people who play for the battles, and it's the people who play for the minigames. Mm. And I am firmly in the minigame camp. <laughs> also also called the kids club <laughs> i think is what it's called in the, sure in the first is. game it sure is and the mini games they, i mean they were they were basically i mean this this was a a rival to mario party when it mm. came to playing mini games with your friends growing up i mean I don't, what's your favorite uh mini game from the first game oh, probably the pikachu charge up one no i'm kidding i hate that one that's definitely the the worst one um it's just like button mash um but they're all kind of yep. like that in a sense oh, oh, it's so good <laughs> probably the the one where you're cocoon or metapod i think it's called like rock harden or something like that and yeah like, yeah dude but sanju dig with the lnr even though it's basically the same thing as like a and b but like even though i think it's a and b so i don't remember how it is in the first one so I'm, I can't express how much I love the mini games. And the mini games sure we'll... are so, they're so, they're so good, right? My favorite, favorite is my favorite is Sushi Go Round with Lick a Tongue. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, just because I I love trying to just like see like what kind of a high score I can get just by like stacking the same sushis over and over again. Yeah. My girlfriend is. So her and I have played this a few times just to to play video games together, and she is absolutely insane at <laughs> dig 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 the Sandshrew mini game. Really? Like the it's so wild. Like she'll hold the controller in this like way where she's like able to just like tap L and R in like she just rips through it and like she beats me every single time like i just do not have what it takes but then like i here i am with lick a tongue i gotta defend my honor as a gamer <laughs> so between that and i i'm actually weirdly good at clefairy says i love that game i mean i i still i still sing the jingle in my head every once in a while <laughs> uh, i mean how could you knock it fairy 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 and then get bopped on the head for being wrong three times. <laughs> Someone clip that and just make it your ringtone, please. 
To this guy from my favorite podcast just sang the Clefairy song from Pokemon Stadium. It's a banger. It's it's almost as good as the Jigglypuff song from the anime, but... It's debatable. But there's one other mode, I think, in Pokemon Stadium that people absolutely love, and this is going back to actually playing the game. But Ugh. it's the Gym Leader Tower, or Gym Leader Castle. Oh, yeah. This set of trainer battles... I think really tested your metal as a trainer back in the day way more than than the games themselves actually did like Pokemon red blue yellow that's kid stuff gym leader castle now now we're seeing you know who can do their their best cuz Pokemon battles in Pokemon Stadium play a little bit differently than they do in in the regular game because you get to pick only three Pokemon out of your team of six to uh, take into battle. And you actually get to see the other opponent's team of six, but they're only picking three, but you don't know which three. So it's it's really uh, a lot of chess moves going on in these battles. A brilliant design, by the way. And this is the first time as well that uh, I think they had like color alterations for Pokemon. Because if you nicknamed your Pokemon they would show up in Pokemon Stadium as a uh, like slightly different color <laughs> than than they would in uh, normal gameplay. Did you notice that too? I noticed that, but it never really made sense, you know? Yeah, like I had a Gyarados, and it was like a slightly more purple Gyarados, and I was like, so this is back when like TV, like you had to like adjust the color on some of the TVs. I was like, is the color off? <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> Yeah, like in the mini games, all the Pokemon are nicknamed like, like in Mister. Oh, well, this is Pokemon Stadium too because I play this one currently way more than the first one, for the mini yeah. games. Not trying to segue into them, but like Mister Mime, like his nicknames, like Player One is like Mimoli, and then like all the other players, <laughs> like they all have just like Mimian or now I'm just making them up. But like yeah, the first one is I always go like Mimoli. Yeah, they're just like in the eager eevee game one of them's called like vion <laughs> it's just like oh my know. god they're all specific to the player and that makes them unique in the sense that they have to physically be differently colored to be unique to a trainer it was an interesting uh situation and i don't think in pokemon stadium one you could import your pokemon into the mini games is that correct that's correct yeah the mini games were were set as great as they were and so that's basically pokemon stadium one in a nutshell uh is there anything that i'm missing or anything else that you think like pokemon stadium brought to the table the only thing i wanted to say was i actually once you beat the gym leader castle there's a round two the whole game kind of changes and gets even more intense and i i never beat that to this day i never beat the second round and there's it's it's crazy how good the opponent's pokemon are and if you read guides and stuff the pokemon that you have to use to beat the pokemon they're using are it's it's very specific and it's a very very difficult game and i never beat it yeah, a lot of like the the guides that I've seen, it's like, all right, your first turn, you want to send out Lickitung and use, you know, Rap because they're gonna respond this way, and then turn two, you want to do the like it's it's very precise. Yeah, yeah, it's it's you're right. They haven't made anything really. I mean, there's definitely there are difficult things, but I remember that was one where like this is some of the toughest Pokemon battling in Pokemon history. 
20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Nintendo was just hard then. Like, not saying it's not hard now, but, like, <laughs> this one's for you. Diddy Kong Racing, going back and, and getting all the coins. Like, that's not easy. Like, it, and that's what Ooh. we had to do as a kid. Like That silver that silver coin challenge, that, <sighs> that, that was something different. Yeah, they're like, yeah, you could beat the game, no problem. But now, like, do you really want to beat it, though? Because we, we could make it. Like, we're smart enough to design the game. We could make it hard I mean, for you. I run mean, it, run it back backwards. Yeah, yeah. Try, try me. <laughs> Just like, oh, all right. And then we tried, and yeah. Diddy Kong Racing actually beat but Pokemon Stadium the second round of the gym leaders. Never did. I probably should try, but... I can't do it without a guide. I'm just going to pick, like, Blastoise, and he's going to know, like, Splash and, like, Harden, you know? It's just like, all right, why does Wartortle know, you know? Wartortle knows, like, Surf and th- Strength and Thunder for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, the random moves that they knew. <laughs> and then Blastoise knows, like, Water Gun and Leer. <laughs> and Tackle. And Tackle, right. Never understood uh, uh, that. And Bubble. Yeah, yeah, I never understood why they made the, I don't know. Yeah, w- weird, so they weird could, game. I think it was so they could uh, have the lower evolution Pokemon still be competitive, even though their stats were objectively worse, so their idea of balance was giving them the good moves, and then giving Zapdos, like, Gust. <laughs> and I was like, this is the worst game ever. <laughs> These Love rental Pokemon game. suck. <laughs> Yeah, I never brought my own Pokemon. Well, maybe I did a long time ago, but I wonder if you can bring your own Pokemon in the game and just, like, run house. You know, oh, yeah, I have Mewtwo. Like, round two gym leaders, that's easy, you know? Yeah. Not sure. A y- literally one year later, one year and one month later, Pokemon Stadium 2 comes out. Which, that blew, like, that, looking that up, that's insane to me. And I... I do think that's why not as many people had Pokemon Stadium 2. Because hmm. I think a lot of parents were like, uh, you have a perfectly fine Pokemon Stadium at home uh, that I just got you, so Pokemon Stadium 2 is off the table. But this game came out like hot on the heels of Pokemon Gold Silver coming out. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like the big selling point for Stadium 2, is that it had all the Pokemon from Gold and Silver in it. Uh, and it, a lot of it was more of the same. In fact, it's not even, like, considered a sequel in Japan. It's just called Pokemon Stadium Gold and Silver. Hmm. But, again, the things that you could do with it are a lot of the same stuff you could do in Pokemon Stadium 1, where you could play your Pokemon games on the big screen. You could import your Pokemon for battle. They had a gym leader tower as well. They had one for the Johto League and for the Kanto League. And then they, of course, had the Pokemon mini games again and this time they had I think they had three extra so I think there were 12 mini games whereas the first game only had nine what is your favorite mini game in uh stadium two? Oh man now this is a game that we I had game night two nights ago and we literally played Pokemon Stadium 2 for the mini games and oh hell yeah and my old roommate and I played it almost like we always played video games and it was always on the table you know like i i think pokemon stadium one is a masterpiece the mini games are brilliant and i think the second one the mini games are even better and uh it's so hard my my favorite is egg emergency personally but there are like at least 
six that I could just tell you right now that I'm like I at any time maybe more that when they get picked I'm just like oh hell yeah like eager Evie egg emergency the one with deli bird with the that's literally just like the sushi go round but like a, a cool yeah. variant of that and right um, uh the my favorite was a clear cut challenge that's one of them yeah that's definitely one of them. And I'm pretty sure this is the uh, game where you could actually transfer your own Pokemon into the mini games. Are you serious? I th- I'm pretty sure you can because you can use uh, Scizor in Clear Cut Challenge. Um, there are a couple of Pokemon that appear in the mini games that work if you have your Pokemon imported in. Wow. Like, you could use Scizor in Clear Cut Challenge. You can use an Ammonite in Tumbling Togepi. No way. What? And you can import Pikachu into Pichu's Power Plant. Wow. So, it sounds like Tony's about to bust out his transfer pack, get a couple of Pokemon, and throw them into the game, because why wouldn't you at this point? Also, um, I'd like to formally announce a lawsuit against Beyblade for stealing Topsy Turvy. (laughs) <laughs> which yeah. is which is a mini game where you play as Hitmontop and you literally have four Hitmontops spinning around and trying to knock each other out of the ring, which is literally just what Beyblade is. The mini games are so phenomenal. It Barrier Ball, the Don Fan game, the Ray Oh my and the to- Tumbling Togepi and the update like the the counting Pokemon instead of remembering things, it's kinda of the same category to me. Right. Gutsy gold I mean, bat? Come on, bro. The, the I think the um where Stadium One's mini games, a lot of them relied on like either button mashing or hitting a button at a specific time. There's a much larger variance in the mini games in Pokemon Stadium too. Uh, so Tarp. there's just there's just so much more you could do. Plus, you can import your own Pokemon, which is freaking awesome. I can't believe that. I can't believe I didn't know that either. You know, I've been playing Mario Kart 64 my whole life. My whole life I take pride in that game saying, like, I, I at one point thought I could get a world record, like, lap or three lap in that, but I obviously can't go anywhere near that. I <laughs> thought wrong. Yeah, those those people aren't human. Yeah, I thought I was that level, and I think everyone thinks they're the best, but I always will say that I'm, I'm i'm pretty nice at mario kart even though i don't like to say that about anything um but with that being said i didn't even know you could just like if you're at a dead stop you could just tap a three times and like accelerate really quick i didn't even know that my whole mm. life up until like a year or two ago i was like wow i i was today years old when i found that out wow that's yeah, insane you, you can just do that isn't that crazy um, it is crazy I uh one last thing on the stadium games by the way. Yeah. The the Pokemon Stadium games kind of are famous for being like somewhat crudely animated. <laughs> However, a bunch of Pokemon had like maybe four or five different like attack animations, a handful of like I just got hit animations. And it's something that Pokemon like really like I thought they did a really good job with it in the first couple of games. Uh and even even so in uh, the next games we're going to be talking about. But over the last 15 years or so, they've really kind of lost it. <laughs> uh, where, like, these Pokemon having, like, individualized animations, you just don't see it as much. 
Yeah. Like, you know, if if a Pokemon used a punch attack, even if it like punching wasn't their main thing, like you'd see them throw an arm. And it you just don't see that very often in Pokemon anymore. Like I could get it, there's nine hundred Pokemon now. A little <laughs> easier with only hundred and fifty. Yeah. But listen, you set precedent and that's why people are mad. You're hundred percent right. Hashtag nine hundred. Hashtag nine hundred. But they did set a precedent, you're right. They, they, they did cor- set precedent, and I think that's why people are salty. Yeah, it's hard to retract on something that good. But luckily, they kept the good times rolling with the GameCube era of the Pokemon Stadium franchise, which really was kind of an evolution of the franchise, because Pokemon Coliseum kind of changed the game for Pokemon. Pokemon Coliseum is a game that came out in 2004 for the GameCube. So this is almost strictly a single-player game. Um, But it took the concept of Pokemon Stadium where you're battling in 3D on the big screen and it turned it into a story mode, which was absolutely awesome. Did you play uh, Pokemon Coliseum? Was that in your uh, wheelhouse there growing up? You know, it's... When I was younger, I pre-ordered it, and I got the the bonus disc with Jirachi, and then I never bought the game, so I didn't play it until years later, um, probably once the Wii, Wii U was out, I want to say, and I was yep. like, I remember, I, I maybe I rent, I think I, I pre-ordered it, but I rented it from Blockbuster, and I was like, this feels like like more badass you know what i mean you're just like this like kind of different looking character you know you're just like older you're like oh man this is like cool you know you're in a different world it's just like there's like bad stuff happening but it's not like you know team rocket it's just like i don't know yeah it just felt like uh i was like i mean the game literally oh i'm pretty sure the game opens up with your character just like fleeing a giant building exploding while you're on like a one-wheeled motorcycle (laughs) ripping through the desert maybe that had something to do with it too and that's big vibe shifts from what pokemon normally is oh yeah big big shifts but uh this game so what's cool about this game is that it was a single player campaign you fought exclusively in double battles which I thought was like really interesting and oh, really man. made you like think a little bit as a trainer. But more importantly, you started your Pokemon that you started off with were Espeon and Umbreon. Which, like, what a killer combo right there. They're like, all right, take the two best EV evolutions at the time and just go to town on everybody with them. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it was cool. There were no wild Pokemon encounters in this game, but the bad guys. Uh, Team Snagum uh, had Pokemon that you could liberate from them by stealing, but it's okay to steal their Pokemon because they're already stolen Pokemon, I guess. <laughs> and instead of returning them to the trainers that they were stolen from, you just keep them for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Pikachu. Excuse me, sir. sir. Can you show me the provenance of that Pikachu? Oh, uh, yeah. It's mine. I'll, I'll battle you to prove it. <laughs> you stole it, didn't you? You stole that little guy, didn't you? Yeah, but you lost the Pokemon battle, so my opinion's correct. <laughs> and that's how history was written. But this game is famous for not only having like just like 
the next generation of 3D Pokemon battles, but also had some like pretty iconic characters and like the soundtrack was really, really good. A standout being the character Mirror B. He's a uh, tall, lanky dude with a gigantic Pokeball colored Afro. <laughs> and his theme in the game is like this like disco jam, which is just so just incredibly good. They, they basically modeled him. He's supposed to be modeled after like Michael Jackson. Like, he has, like, one glove, and he's just, like, a moonwalking, like, super pop star. But apparently he's a, a, a shady boss in a <laughs> underworld situation. <laughs> <laughs> Which is normal. Uh, it sounded so cool until that. <laughs> this game had a follow-up a year and a half later. Threw the whole naming convention of Pokemon games out the window because I was like, I still to this day do not know what it means. But the game is called Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness. Still have no idea what the XD stands for. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if like they were just, they're like, we're laughing because that's how people talked back then. If you typed an X and a D next to each other, <laughs> that's a laughing face. So it's like Pokemon LMAO. Gale of Darkness. <laughs> now, this is one game that I didn't play at launch growing up. I don't know why I didn't. I think, I don't know, it was, I think it was the Edgy Lugia on the cover. <laughs> um, but it, it was basically a direct sequel to Pokemon Coliseum. A lot of like the same locations are in the game. There's the same thing. You fight double battles, and the, the same evil team, Cypher, is still roaming around. It was kind of just a follow-up. It didn't really add too much in my, you know, my opinion. Had a mm. couple of Gen 4 Pokemon, which was kind of cool at the time. But, yeah, no, like, you had a couple of Pokemon that you could transfer into your games, again, from this game. And I think that was, like, the big sell, is that you could transfer... Like, it may have been the only way you could get Lugia and, like, the Legendary Birds into Gen 3 at the oh, time huh. huh which is kind of cool yeah that is pretty cool and i think that's what like this game was like used for most like for collectors i i, I it's like the same thing with uh coliseum i didn't play it until like well after i played coliseum which was well after coliseum came out i played a little bit of it and then i was just like all right i think i'm i'm good it didn't like really grab me you know i also think right. i have less patience for a a game that doesn't absolutely blow me away right out of the water, which is not a good habit to have. But I think the biggest problem that uh, Pokemon Coliseum had was that it didn't really have like a a way that you and a friend could battle each other in 3D. Yeah, I I think um, I think it's awesome that they like put a fully fleshed single player experience onto the GameCube, but I think. At least with, like, XD, what they should have done was, like, brought in a way where you could fight your friends, and then, you know, maybe if they threw in some minigames, I don't know, hey. Hey, hey call me, call me crazy, but the minigames were half of the battle in Pokemon Stadium and 2, uh, whereas Coliseum, it's, it's like, we're just double battling. The end. That's, if you don't like it, go play Pokemon St- Stadium. <laughs> the year is 2021, and I play way more stadium than i do coliseum or gale of darkness oh absolutely i mean and the replay value is so much higher on those earlier games as well yeah it really is really is i think this is going to bring us into the last game 
in this I'm gonna say like in this series, mm-hmm. like I would say Stadium Coliseum and now Pokemon Battle Revolution all kind of fit under the same even though the games are sometimes wildly different, they are, they all kind of fall under the same energy yeah. overall. Now, Pokemon Battle Revolution came out for the Wii. This is the Gen 4 3D Pokemon game. I don't know if Nintendo was like, all right, enough is enough, but this is the last time a 3D Pokemon game came out for a console until literally Gen 8. So it, it took an extra what 12 years before another 3d pokemon game would come out uh that you would be able to battle pokemon in but this game overcorrected from pokemon coliseum and instead of like having anything really exciting going on this game was just about fighting this was a game that you could import your pokemon you could uh you could transfer pokemon from diamond pearl platinum heart gold or soul silver you could battle Pokemon, but the whole thing with the game is that it is exclusively battling. Uh, there are a handful of Pokemon that you can, again, collect from this game, which is pretty cool, uh, in- including a surfing Pikachu. Otherwise, it's just battling. Uh, there is a a set of uh, Colosseums in the game where like each Colosseum has its own uh, type of battle. And in order to beat the game, you, you know, beat each Colosseum, which is a little confusing because Pokemon Colosseum has nothing to do with Colosseum battles. <laughs> so have you played Battle Revolution? I remember when I was younger, my grandma and I went to get it for me because I had to have it. I was like, I can't believe this is, I can't believe this is coming out for the week. It's like another Pokemon Stadium. This is going to be insane. And I got it and I played it and I liked it a lot. And I got the Magmortar and Electivire and... And that was like it. And that was when it came out. And I don't remember anything about it. And it's been a long time since I've played it. But when it came out, I played it a lot. I remember getting pretty mad, actually. Because it had that same feeling of Pokemon Stadium a little bit. Where it was a little difficult towards the end. But I still managed. I wonder if, like, Pokemon was getting to the point, And now we're talking about Pokemon games on the DS where people were just, like, totally accepting of the fact that you could just battle each other on the DS. I Did the DS have Wi-Fi? I'm trying to remember. Uh, if you. I think so, yeah. So I think you could just Wi-Fi battle people by the time this game came out, and I think that's why people didn't play it as much. People were just content playing the game on the DS. Yeah. I think, because like, the game's good. Battle Re- Revolution's good. Like, the... The mechanics are sound. The animations are fine. The, like I just feel like the game didn't offer anything except for battling. We're we're getting at the age of the internet where you know you're already able to battle your friends online, and if even if you weren't doing it via DS, people were using Smogon or something at this point. Mm-hmm. Like I remember playing it uh, with uh, with Ronnie growing up, and just like we played it for a week maybe, and we were like, all right, well we're done. You want to play? Like a fun game. Ooh, and for those of you who don't know, Ronnie is someone that we grew up with. But like, yeah, like I don't, I don't know what it was. I mean, oh, I know what was missing. It was the mini games. Oh, of course, it's that's what's always missing, huh? Like, there's a reason people love Stadium and Stadium Two more than they love any other game. It's the mini games. It's insane how much weight those those mini games hold in in that you know like mario party yeah i like mario party why do i play the mini games pokemon stadium yeah the game is fun but i like the mini games the most it's just like 
crazy how much those could just all be games by themselves. Look at mobile games that come out now, you know, like... It's crazy how those were just, like, throw-ins. They didn't need... I mean, I guess technically they did have to make them because look at how little we play any of these games now, like Battle Revolution or the GameCube games, you know, because it's like they didn't make them. But the fact that those games were part of Stadium 1 and 2, it's just... Yeah. Like, literally, there's a whole mobile game right now around Magikarp Splash from from Pokemon Stadium. Weirdly enough, I, I put, like, probably... 15 hours into that uh, mobile game are you serious yeah it was kind of fun (laughs) i mean it's a a pokemon stadium game and that was a really fun game exactly and of course i wanted my magikarp to jump over a mountain come on it's like every boy's dream you know i put a lot of time into flappy bird so i understand the dream my oh yeah you were the first person i was hanging out with you actually years ago and I said, I'm yep. going to go home, and I'm going to try to get 500. And, and I went home, and I poop you not, and I called you afterwards because I remember you couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. I got 1,062. <laughs> I I think it's because, like, I also liked Flappy Bird, but I was, like, nowhere in your universe <laughs> of that game. Like, I think my high score was, like, 150 ever. In my opinion, is nothing to sneeze at. It's I mean, good. like, it's good. It's really good. good. It's good. But it, I mean, a thousand? That was in, that's insane. Like, the concentration and dedication to get a score like that. Thank goodness nobody called me when I was at like 800, you know? Just like, <laughs> oh, come on. You know, potential oh, spam call from Idaho. Oh, <laughs> that would have been the worst. So, that's all of the Pokemon Stadium games, really. Uh, do you have any, like, final words for the Pokemon Stadium games? I had a really good Pokemon Go Fest. No, it's all about mini games, baby. Mini games are the games. You, sh- you smell me? Mini games are the main games. You smell me? That's. I mean, 20 years later, mini games are the main game. Like, if, if your friend wants to fire up Pokemon Stadium, it's to play the mini games. Of course. And if if you have an opportunity to do so, you you gotta just play them. They're they're so much fun. They're amazing. They're absolutely amazing. I mean, they give Mario Party a run for their money. Oh yeah, definitely. Some of those games are be- definitely better than Mario Party games, but there are you know, uh, oh for sure. But there are bad Mario Party games, and there are actually a couple bad Pokemon Stadium mini games too. I could. What's your least favorite from one and two? My least favorite from one. I think my least favorite from one is probably Drowsy. Really, I really like that I, one. I because I feel like towards the end it just gets kind of random. Like because yeah, I'm yeah. pretty good at hitting a on time but like pikachu and voltorb is pretty trash too that one that's definitely my worst but the drowsy one i at one point i got pretty nice at that game actually but then i you know lost it after a few years of not playing it Mm -hmm. but stadium 2 also has the same um voltorb pikachu game except now you're power plant yeah and that game is pretty bad but not including that one do you have another least favorite this time from Stadium 2. What was Furret's Frolic all about? That's definitely the worst one. <laughs> I totally forgot. Apparently you could uh, import Girafferig into that one too. Oh, that's pretty neat. But uh, yeah, I do not remember that minigame at all. Yeah, basically, alright, let me try to do this under 30 seconds. Go. Basically, take nine, um, take like a tic-tac-toe board, but the four corners aren't 
Um, they're just like, oh. is this hungry, hungry hippos? It's basically yeah, it's hungry. Yeah, yeah. Boom, nailed it. Clock, <gasps> clip that. It's hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> I remember that one. I it, I feel like a lot of it like felt random because like sometimes the ball would just roll your way or sometimes it wouldn't. I am not very religious, but <laughs> if hell exists, it is that game. <laughs> I believe it. You understand what I'm trying to say? Oh, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Don't you worry. Unless it's uh, just one of those things that I'm... It's just like, I don't get it. I don't understand. You know, it's just like, this game sucks, but it's actually really good. Almost like the drowsy game. Just kidding. But like, once you just understand stupid mechanics, things start to get better. And I think that's yeah. one of those games where I'm like, I've noticed like if the ball's coming from behind you, you have to go at a different time than if it's coming. I don't even know if you could do anything. Like if it's not coming from behind you, if someone like... I don't, it's like a weird rock, paper, scissors. I just can't stand that game at all. I hate that game. The Pikachu, Pichu one, Stadium 2, it's not that much fun, but I'd rather play that. I think that's, uh, I think that's really about it for the Stadium games. Towards the end of each episode, we like to talk about some of the games that we've been playing. Tony, what have, uh, what have you been playing this week? It was GoFest this weekend, <laughs> as you guys know by now. And then, well, what did we play on game night? We played Super Monkey Ball 2 with Monkey Target. Great game. Nice. Now, now we're talking mini games again, taking over the show of a full game. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee. We actually played a little bit of Sonic Riders. Um, it didn't go, yeah, we played that for a little bit. Didn't go over <laughs> too, too well. But as <laughs> <laughs> another game where you need to learn very interesting mechanics. But I think that's a game I may pick back up again and i also have been wanting to go through sonic adventure 2 battle for the gamecube i'm in a very uh collectible and, and interesting gamecube phase of my life right now I, I feel like we could spend an entire episode talking about sonic adventure 2 battle i would love to do that quick question in melee who's your main fox i mean fair enough fair enough uh but dear whore um <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry i just i had something in my throat what's wrong with your throat it sounded like i uh called you a tear whore but it was really just me sneezing that's funny that you say that because i didn't know you uh sneeze that much you never sneeze on any <laughs> other podcast but it's also funny you say that because i love using different characters and if i name off the the ones that i like to use <laughs> i'm still considered uh you know is something that you would say while having some sort of um reaction tony's like i like to play exclusively as fox peach and jigglypuff peaches melee could be its own episode if we're talking about that but definitely fox marth jigglypuff i used to like falco a lot i like pikachu a lot too actually even though i'm horrible but i could i could go between fox and marth i usually alternate between uh top tier ganondorf and who's the other guy? Top tier Roy. Yeah, those are my two favorite fighters. Dude, fighters. those I got destroyed one time by I got four stocked like recently and I'm the best at melee I've ever been in my whole life. I got four stocked yeah. like crazy by a Ganondorf player online on Nope. No kidding. I couldn't touch him. Could I I was a little wow. baby in his hands, bro. I couldn't touch him. I'll always say melee is that game that I mean, I'll never get as good as those people. I, I'm okay in, like, a party setting, but and I know yeah. some advanced, you know, tech and, and, and all the, you know, all that stuff. But, like, yeah, no, I can't keep up with the, the it, really good players. It's not even close. 
have you ever played a game where you're stuck in this like really awkward spot in your talent level where you're just like better than casuals to the point where it's like not fun to play with casuals but like anybody who's like even one percent better than you pushes your shit in every time <laughs> so you can only play by yourself yeah I've, I've felt that before yeah that, that's how i feel about some smash brothers games it's like <laughs> it's like people who play it casually like i'm usually you know top two in the room if anybody's like yeah i've been to one tournament they're just like zero to death you every time let's go <laughs> i was like okay cool yeah i i, I don't know i need a a break I, I definitely today i've been feeling it too the past couple days with like the mood i've been in and in the games i've been playing and how they're affecting my mood i think i need to just take a break from some competitive games that i i always pokemon go battle like constantly every day i'm getting worse yeah. somehow and i'm losing oh, no. matches yet yeah, normally i had a good streak going of online on dueling book and i'm like you know what i think this is gonna be the week where like i i actually play like thousand year door or pokemon stadium like the second even though that's gonna get very aggravating i'm sure but i need something light i need something light this week i mean there's a couple other games that uh i've been playing myself oh what have you been playing i know we talked last week about the blindfolded super mario 64 speed run it did inspire me to just play through some super mario 64 so i got about like 35 stars uh, have you ever heard of this game among us <laughs> i've heard of that game yeah so there's a uh, a game that came out after among us and it's like an among us clone it's called goose goose duck <laughs> there's a little more uh customization to the games that you can add in it uh you can play with up to 16 players so i was playing a little bit of that which was kind of fun Norm, like that kind of game normally isn't for me, but like for whatever reason, like I really like the people I was playing with or whoever, like really just it ended up being a good time. And then the last game that I uh, started playing is The Legend of Zelda, The Skyward Sword. So I played the first Skyward Sword for the Wii when it came out. I knew it was a slog and I was like, ugh. They like cut a bunch of the fat out and the story gets going pretty quickly now. I'm actually loving this, plus there's no motion controls if you don't want them. Wow, that sounds good. A tip of the hat to these quality of life changes to Skyward Sword. Wow. Thagway, <laughs> a tip of the hat for the guardians that live inside of Pokemon Go for giving me all the shinies that you give me. Thanks, guardians of Pokemon Go. Appreciate y'all. I don't really have any other tips of the hat, but I do have a bunch of wags of the finger. Ooh. Start wagging, boy. Start wagging, boy. We're going to start with uh, the thing we already talked about, uh, Pokemon Unite. Uh, just the fact that they have so many microtransactions and the game is essentially pay to win. I think that's really scummy, especially in a Pokemon game. That's pretty dirty. Yeah, it's, it's dark to do that in a Pokemon game. <laughs> like, you can, like, purchase, like, power-ups that just make you better and faster and stronger, too. If, like, you can compete online but you know like some dude just like shelled out 20 bucks is just gonna push your pooper in like what why even bother <laughs> no no uh <laughs> let me ask this can you obtain those bonuses those buffs without paying it just may take longer or do you have to pay to get them they're like exclusive to <laughs> usd or like yen I want to say it's it's the the second thing where like you can get them 
but it takes like a lot of time and effort to get them. Well, you, if you could still get them, but it takes longer, that's fine. Because if you're expediting stuff, that's just a typical BS, like, you know, weird scummy move of micropayment games. But if you could still enjoy the game without having to purchase and just be a free-to-play player, then that's fine. Just going to take the other you a problem is the other problem is there are Pokemon that are stuck behind paywalls, and there absolutely is a tier list already for this game. Jeez Louise, I haven't even, I didn't even know it came out when it's already, I'm going to play it when we're done with this podcast, I'm actually, I'm sure, <laughs> all, all this down talk you'll, about it. You'll, really you'll have to me give excited. me an update next week. I will, yeah, that's how we'll open up. Hopefully it's a good game. Honestly, like, the game literally just came out, so a lot of this is speculative too. Yeah, but. yeah. I'll let you know. I'll let everyone yeah. know next week. Another wag of the finger. Uh, smart TVs. You're supposed to be smart. Why smart TV so slow? <laughs> I, I don't get it. I get frustrated every time I try to move around a smart TV. What? I'm just trying to hit Netflix and it's like, hold on, waiting. Hold on. <laughs> Gotta load up six advertisements on the main screen first. <laughs> Oh, preach. I, I couldn't agree more. I feel all those things. I just got my first smart TV like a month or two ago, and I literally feel all of those things. And and, I, and the volume is like messed up when we play certain apps like Hulu and stuff. Like, Yeah, just, Hulu's like quiet. <laughs> and like the, so the, the freaking, it's like the background audio is so much louder than like the people talking so you can't hear what people are saying half of the time do they still make dumb tvs if you're gonna play pokemon stadium then yeah get yourself a trinitron wega best big box tv you could get for retro games and they don't make them anymore so no so you gotta go find one (laughs) just go to your local pawn shop or goodwill and cross your fingers. Dude, not anymore. Yeah, forget it now. Can't even get a pack of Pokemon cards. Well, now you kind of can, but it's it's bad out there. It's bad trying to find good stuff. But yeah. There's, oh, there's yeah. so many good things that it's hard for everyone to keep track, even with their smart devices. They can't sit there all day and look up every individual Game Boy Advance or DS game. So you go to the store. Wow, this game is marked pretty low. Boom, it's actually a good deal. You never know. The deals are out there folks if you're willing to hunt and educate yourselves for them tip of the hat for people who are uh you know trying in this world you know wag of the finger to anybody involved in space jam 2 <laughs> even lieber oh Le- listen lebron may be one of the most egregious problems with space jam 2 listen i love lebron james the basketball superstar i hate lebron james the actor and just wish nothing but mild inconveniences for the rest of his acting days. Good God. Ah, oh, Space Jam 2 was terrible. Space Jam 1 was like, it was fun, but like not a great movie. But like you kind of like got what you were getting. Space Jam 2 sucked. It was the most boring two hour movie I could ever watch. It was a snoozer. So you liked it? Yeah, it was great. 10 out of 10. Like, if you haven't watched it already, do not pay money to watch it. If you already have HBO Go and you want to, like, test the waters, I guess go for it. Just know it's going to be two hours of, like, damn, that really just happened to me, huh? (laughs) Two things before you go on. One, it looks terrible from, and I'm not much of a Bugs Bunny kind of guy anyway, and I remember Space Jam is legendary. I'm like, yeah, Space Jam, but I never watch it now even though i give it all this praise 
And this one came out, and I'm like, there's, like, I like Lieber, but there's, like, nothing really pulling me to see a movie like this at all. It has, like, very little appeal to me. But let me ask you this, because... Yeah. Hearing that you hated it that much, but knowing that you still sat through it anyway, did you see the Sonic the Hedgehog movie that recently came out? I liked the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. No, no further questions, or no further <laughs> questions, Your Honor. Listen, Sonic the Hedgehog was not a good movie, but I had fun watching it at times. For like the seven minutes of it that I could put up with, I thought it was pretty bad. <laughs> And then I turned it off. I put it on. I said, this can't, this isn't going to be like this, is it? And then it was. Then I said, I'm not doing this. I'm not. I, and I'm sure, I, I'm a big Jim Carrey fan, so I'm sure he did a, a fantastic part of whatever they had yeah, to he, do. Yeah, he, he did a solid Robotnik. I ain't going to lie. I'm, I, I'm sure it was great, but I but was like Jim, this. Jim Carrey elevates anything he does. Exactly. And I'm a big plot guy, and like it was... Uh, don't get me started it, that was literally just poo yeah just like so poo. you would you would absolutely be miserable watching uh space jam 2 um yeah i'm sure of it that's how you describe it and that's what made me think of this, the sonic movie but i don't know i'm getting some mixed signals <laughs> from you <laughs> I, I didn't hate it i didn't hate it i don't know what it was maybe listen i just went to ramen for lunch like right before seeing the movie i had a happy ramen belly maybe that influenced maybe i was like you know what detective pikachu wasn't that bad so i thought that was great i thought it was as a pokemon fan i thought it was really well done i did too i did too so i kind of went in with like all right like let's not let's not beat the crap out of this movie before we give it a chance and i watched it in theaters so it's like you know kind of had to sit through it i guess gotcha yeah i caught it for free on on hulu like Two oh months nice ago yeah i was yeah it didn't i don't know i almost saw it when it came out but very happy i didn't and i will add my own wag of the finger to today's episode for your mixed signals between these movies that sound very similar but your <laughs> ratings towards them or for them or with them. <laughs> so you're giving Sorry. a wag of the finger to me for having weird taste in movies to you, yeah, and and I'm a little <laughs> bit of a hypocrite with, with stuff like that, but we don't have to talk about that because this is my wag of the finger. But anyway, oh my god, wag the finger to my partner in crime on the Games of Our Lives podcast, Bill. I guess we're gonna finish up with uh, recommendations. I and I kind of talked about it a little bit already with uh, tipping of the hat and stuff, but I would, if you own a Switch, recommend Legend of Zelda: Skyward Sword. It's not as fully fleshed out as breath of the wild the game you have to remember came out before breath of the wild it's a beautiful like aesthetically beautiful game uh and it has some of the better dungeons in 3d zelda uh history so i recommend it i think it's worth picking up good luck getting the amiibo if you (laughs) want that otherwise yeah no it's it's a good game i actually wanted the joy cons from that game and i noticed um, I'm pretty sure they're like $80, like a normal pair of Joy-Cons are, but on eBay, they're only like 105 110 right now from certain sellers, and I thought they were going to be like 160 I think at one point they were like 140 150 so, yeah, if you're trying to cop a pair for not too much, and, and I don't know why anyone's selling them for that, because if they're buying them for 80 they're making very little after fees, but... Yeah, if you want a pair of Joy-Cons, I would say now is a good time to get them. And my recommendation, even though we talked about this and I feel like you wouldn't recommend it, Inside 
the Bo Burnham special that just came out on Netflix is unbelievable. He is, I, when I saw what, I was like, he's probably my favorite comedian. And then I saw Make Happy and I was like, wow, he's still absolutely incredible. And then I saw that he said his favorite comedian was Hans Taven. And I looked him up and he's absolutely incredible. And then this comes out and I'm like... Oh man, I just might talk about how good this is during a game podcast, even though it's not even a game. It's so good, and he just says what he wants, and he just, if you're, like, born in the 90s, like, he just gets it. He's just hip, and he just knows, like, he can completely put our entire life into, like, in all of our feelings and encapsulate them into one, like, hour and a half special. He's the man. And, I uh, mean, it's so it's extremely smartly written, and he's super clever with the words that he chooses and like the actions that he does during everything. Like he's always had that knack. This special coming off the heels of the COVID pandemic, it may for some people open up wounds that haven't healed quite yet, but I'd say it's still worth watching. It's pretty dark at times. It's very dark at times. I will say that. So just a little warning, but but it is an incredibly good special, even though it turned me into a sad boy for an evening. I remember yeah, you told me that. I was like, oh, man, it really got him. But I could see why it is. Uh, yeah, it'll do that. Those songs have been stuck in my head, and I had to watch the special like halfway through again. And I, for the first time in my life, the music I've been listening to hasn't been from an artist. It, it, well, I guess technically he's an artist, but from like a comedian i can't believe i'm on my music app listening to those songs but they're just the music itself is so good and yeah he's he's the man what's your favorite song from inside it's between sexting and facetime with my mom parentheses tonight (laughs) but i also like that's how the world works those are my top three is that's how the world works? Is that the one with the sock puppet? That is the one with the sock puppet. Yeah. Okay, I love the musical progression in uh, "Welcome to the Internet," and I think that's kind of like a fan favorite that you see in a lot of like favorite song lists. I did like the visuals of "White Woman Instagram," but the song got kind of boring quick. You think so? I thought, yeah, the visuals are great. I like that song. Yeah, it's like, that's probably number four for me. And I, I liked his intro song, too. I forget what it's called, but... I think it, it's called Comedy and then Content, I think, are the first two songs. I may have that backwards. That intro is, like, pretty good. Like, Daddy made some content for you. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's it called Content. Yeah. And then the second one's Comedy. What what the heck do I know, huh? Well, Dude, you just know what, put guys? Me on blast. What? Put me on blast for everyone, man. Come on. Now we gotta start over again this whole episode. Again? This is our fourth take already. Yeah, so I, I think that might be uh, it for the episode. Tony, do you have anything else to add before we uh, sign off? No. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Tony, for chit-chatting today. I hope you all have a wonderful day. If you want to see more of us, you can follow our Twitter at Games of Our Pod. If you want to see more of Tony, you can follow him on Instagram at the Poker Rapper. And if you want to see more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Twitch at Bill the Fajita. We love you. Tony? Bye. Bye. No, it's been a pleasure, as always. Thanks so much for doing this with me. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And Bye. Bye.